0: We hear our Lord in our gospel today facing these temptations. And this gospel was given to us to show us that our Lord was tempted just as we were. We are. Adam and Eve was tempted just as we are. And tempted in many of the very same ways. Now these ways might not look the same for each and every one of us. But there are definitely certain ways in which we are tempted. The devil is not very creative. He likes to use the same old tricks over and over and over. And so this Lenten season, the reason why we have this gospel, is to remind us of temptation in our lives and to give us the opportunity to figure out, to, through God's grace, learn how to avoid those temptations, to resist them as our Lord did. Now when we talk about temptation... It is a strong desire towards sin. It is that, that pull that we might have towards a sin, that, that, that desire to fall into a particular sin, fall into a particular offense against God. Sin, of course, is a turning away from God. It is cutting ourselves from, off from God. It is, it is deciding that we are not going to follow His will, but instead are going to follow our own. And these sins that we commit not just affect our relationship with God, they also reflect or affect our relationship with others. Now some might say that, well, not all sins do, though. There are private sins. There are sins that we commit in the privacy of our bedroom, that we commit with those who are willing to commit it with us. Consenting adults, they might say. We do things in the privacy of our house people will never know about. That are sinful. How can you say that it affects our relationship with others? All sin affects our relationship with others. Now, it might not be explicit. We might not recognize that effect, but it does affect us. It does affect us in our daily lives. And it affects how we relate to others in ways that we don't often recognize. All sin affects our relationship with others. And of course, before sin comes the temptation to fall into that sin. And we can look at the readings today at how to respond to temptation as our Lord did, or if we learn that way, how not to respond to temptation as Adam and Eve did. They fell into the temptation, our Lord didn't. We need to look at our Lord's example of how to respond to temptations. And as I said, both Adam and Eve and our Lord They were tempted in very much the same ways we are tempted. Now, they look different. But I would say in our reading today that we see three kinds, or I guess you could say classes of temptation, types of temptation, that are common between the two uh, events. The first of these temptations, these, these kinds or types of temptations, is the temptation to physical pleasure, or temptation to pleasure in general, not just Physical pleasure, although in both cases they show up as physical pleasure. But we see with Adam and Eve, you know, they were told, Don't eat that tree, don't eat of that tree, don't eat the fruit of that tree. Every other tree, every other plant in the garden is all yours, not that tree. And of course, what does the devil do? Tries to tempt them to eat the fruit of that tree. And the gospel and the reading says, the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes. In other words, they were tempted by a tasty piece of fruit. I mean, if you want to put it that simply, it was a beautiful, tasty piece of fruit. But of course, it wasn't the act of actually eating the fruit. It was disobeying God. But the physical temptation was, that looks like that's tasty. I want to eat it. With our Lord, we have the understatement of of the Scriptures. This is the most understated verse, I would argue, of the Scriptures. Our Lord fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted. I don't know about you, but after one or two days of fasting, I'm little more than hungry. Our Lord was probably famished. He was probably, you know, he was ready for anything he could get his hands on to eat. And so he would be an easy target, the devil thought. Say, hey, take those rocks, turn them into bread. You can do it. You've got the power. The temptation was to satisfy his physical need for food. We can have this temptation towards pleasure in many different ways. And it's not always food or drink. It can be gambling. It can be uh, sexual activity. It can be... Any number of things that can bring us pleasure, get us that a, a endorphin hit that we want over and over and over again. And these things may even be things that can be good in a, current circ- or a certain circumstance aren't in the circumstance we're in. But it brings us that pleasure and that temptation is to satisfy that pleasure that we want regardless of where that pleasure comes from. The second temptation is to put God to the test. You know, Adam and Eve, again, were told, if you eat of the fruit of that tree, you will die. And the temptation from the serpent was, oh, he won't kill you. You won't die. And it's true, they didn't get struck down that moment. There wasn't a bolt of lightning come down and strike them down from grabbing that fruit and eating it. They weren't even permitted to touch it, much less eat it. But what it did do was bring death into the world. The temptation, though, was like, oh, God's really not going to do that. He's not going to kill you. No, he didn't kill them. But they also weren't immortal. Their body and soul, only their souls were immortal, not their bodies. After that point, they would die. So it was true. But the temptation was to test that God wouldn't do that. With our Lord, it's... He was put up on this, this uh, cliff, the parapet of the temple, this cliff off, this temp, off the temple, where if he threw himself off of there, it could kill you. Or as the saying goes, you know, it's not the fall that kills you, it's the sudden stop at the end. Well, in that case, that sudden stop would have been far enough to possibly kill him. And of course, the oh, the angels won't even let you stub your toe, much less die. Test God and prove it. You know, and we can kind of, we can kind of do that ourselves. Where we might say, well, you know, if God doesn't want me to do whatever, whatever, he won't let me do it. Or he'll show me a different way I need to go. We can test God. We can test him that if, if God really wants me coming to Mass, if God really wants this, God really wants that, he'll make me do it. Of course, he doesn't. We're putting him to the test. The third one is self-importance and selfishness. This is human pride. This is that pride, it's all about me. I'm the important one, I'm I'm the one that the world needs to revolve around. The temptation for Adam and Eve on this was that, oh, you won't die. Instead, you will be like God. You will know good and evil. You will be able to judge good and evil. That was the temptation for them, that they would become as important as God. Of course, in some ways it was true. They did learn good from evil. They learned how to fall into evil. With our Lord, this temptation was that if if he just bows down to the devil, he can have authority over all of earth, all the kingdoms of the earth. Never mind he's already the king of kings and lord of lords. He can have earthly power and authority, which, by the way, our Lord could have had with just a snap of the finger. He wanted it. He could have had it. But the temptation was that he, all he has to do is bow to the devil for this, make himself the center of the whole world. Never mind he already is. For for us in pride, being a position of authority might not tempt us. But it might be the center of a conversation, the center of a group of friends, having the focus on us, having everything about us the way we want it. That temptation to human pride, to make things about us. Self-centered, self-righteous. It is the root of all sin. The sin of pride is the first sin. That is the sin of Adam and Eve. It wasn't eating the fruit that was the sin. It was the pride of thinking that they could do what God commanded them not to do. It is that, that same sin that the devil himself fell into. At the beginning of all creation, when it was revealed to the angels how God was going to save humanity, the devil and the fallen angels said, non Non severe. I will not serve. They would not serve us, monkeys. Because when you read in the the scriptures, it talks about how we will be made higher than the angels when we are in heaven, when we are in the kingdom of heaven. They will serve us. And the fallen angels, they didn't like that idea, especially Lucifer, the devil. He was the greatest of the angels. He was the top of the angels. And he said, no, I won't serve. Pride caused their fall, and pride causes our fall. So these are the three kinds of temptations that we see in the scriptures, but also in our lives as well, that we can fall into these temptations. The challenge for us as Christians is, is not to respond as Adam and Eve did, go, okay, let's do it! But instead, to respond as our Lord did, to reject the temptations. To turn away from the temptations. Because by Adam and Eve falling for the temptations, they fell into death. By our Lord rejecting the temptations, he was able to bring life for us. He resisted the temptation to show us that we can do it and to give us the grace that we need to overcome those temptations. And so as we come come into this Lenten season, this is a good time to examine our consciences. It's a time to look at our lives and see how temptation plays in our lives. What are those temptations that we are the most susceptible for? Yes, we might not be tempted by food and drink, but we might have other things that tempt us. We might not be tempted by power and authority, but we might have other things that tempt us. We need to find those in our lives and to build our consciences, to prepare our consciences, form our consciences with the teachings of our Lord through his church so that we know what those temptations are and we know how to avoid them, to root them out of our lives so that we might ultimately avoid sin and draw closer to our Lord through his grace.